Welcome to Neighborhood Church. To learn more about who we are as a community or to financially support Neighborhood, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. Thank you, everyone, for coming up and showing up on such a, a beautiful day, right? We are thankful for the rain. Uh, we are thankful for the sustaining of life. Um, and with that, I am going to start us out with a little poem. Um, this poem was given to me a number of years ago, and it was read after Psalm 6-4 was read. Psalm 6-4 says, Be gracious to me, Adonai, for I am languishing. Adonai, heal me, for my bones are shaking with terror. And while we may not be shaking with terror today, a lot of us have a lot of weight on our shoulders, right? A lot of things that have been baked into our bones, a weariness. We are very tired people. And so we find ourselves in the month of June, right? And show, I don't know, a show of hands, a hoop, a holler, a snap, whatever you want. This is the audience participation part, right? Where how many of us have been to or celebrated a graduation party, right? How many of us have been to a wedding this month? How many, ooh, no one, ooh, interesting. What does that say about things? Um, how many of us have celebrated a birthday or anniversary? Yes, yes, I've got one coming up the end of this month, or end of this week. I'm very excited. It's my birthday month, uh, so feel free to celebrate me all week, um, right? Um, how many of us uh, volunteered for Juneteenth or Pride or some sort of organization we care about, we love, right? So we, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing, and we're enjoying every last moment, surrounded hopefully by friends and family, and yet... It's exhausting sometimes, right? We find ourselves needing rest and community and celebration. We need that breath. And sometimes in that quest for that, we can forget to breathe. So this poem, we are switching over to this. It says, breathe into me, God. Empty me of angry judgments, of aching disappointments, and anxious trying. And breathe into me something like quietness and confidence that the lion and the lamb in me may lie down together and be led by trust, as straightforward as a little child. Catch my pride and doubt off guard. And at least for a moment, may I sense your presence and your caring and be surprised by sudden joy rising in me, even now to sustain me. Amen. June is a month that is actually named for the wife of the Roman god Jupiter. His wife was named Juno, and she is the goddess of all ladylike things, right? All goddesses kind of had the same trope of things that they were in charge of, childbirth, marriage, fertility, all those things, right? And there's this sense of newness that the summer can bring. 
that's why there's actually a June in Rejuvenate. There's this piece of the start of something new. And there's this interesting piece that we get this sense of newness right around the summer solstice when really the peak has now crested. We've reached the top. And our light is already starting every day to be eroded away. I have done the math, and if you have a different day, you let me know. But I know it has not been more than 58 days since it has snowed. It has only been 58 days since our last snow, and it may actually be less than that, but that was the most recent information I had. It has only been 58 days, and it is already losing light, people. It's the absolute worst, I swear. It's just too much for me. And I think I take it personally a little bit with my birthday also being right after the solstice because, you know, as most of us who have made it through our 20s, there's this sense of how much time do I have, right? How much time do I have? How am I doing? Am I doing this well? Am I doing enough? Do my kids know that I love them? I only, I'm already a third of the way done with my life. I'm already halfway done with my life. I don't know how much. And There's a lot. Ecclesiastes reminds us to everything there is a season. And yet, a lot of times, we are doing those seasons all at the same time. We are giving up. As we are taking in, we are letting go as we are cultivating and growing at the same time around us. And I don't know if I was ever really taught how to rest. As a daughter of a workaholic, as someone who was a devout Dave Ramsey fan for a very long time, there's nothing wrong with paying off debt, but still, there's a balance to things, people right? There was this sense of hustle, 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 hustle. I was out of the house at 16 going to college. I worked hard for where I've been, and that hasn't been without cost. Much of the research that I have regarding rest and the importance of rest comes from a work um, of a book that I would like for all of us to read together, actually. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, it's written by a woman named uh, Trisha Hershey, and she has a book called Rest is Resistance, a Manifesto. And she documents the time where she, um, after going through public, or uh, getting a degree in public health, started going through divinity school. And the weight on her shoulder between juggling being a mother, a woman of color, um, being a community organizer, um, all this work that was on her, it was too much. And eventually she said, I refuse to donate my body to capitalism anymore. Let the chips fall where they may. It stops here. And so she just started showing up to class and telling the instructors that she was just going to show up, 
but she didn't even know if she would turn in any work, but she was going to go, and she was going to put herself first. And so instead of studying, she would go home, she would hug her babies and lay on the couch and sleep with the books on her chest and just trust that she, in taking care of her body, was giving her brain what it needed to remember, to think clearly, to write, to tap into its own creativity. And for her, that worked. She ended up starting what was called the nap ministry, where she, in performative art, would get together and do like a nap-in, where people would just come in and have like these nap sessions, and they would literally would just like curl up, and they would wake up. And how, how many of us have put a screaming child to bed? I, I have one that's sitting up in the balcony. There's a famous story, Samantha. This is your story. You know it. She was enraged in this world. She was so unbelievably unhappy that day, and she went to bed, and she woke up, and she was like, oh, I think you were right. I needed a nap. And I was like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. But this is something that we see in our tradition. How many prophets went to bed and fell asleep and a bird came and brought them food. A bush grew up and provided shade. Joseph himself was questioning his relationship with Mary and in a dream, the angel told him, it's gonna be okay. When we choose to live our life with rest, always at an arm's length, what blessings are we also fencing off from our hearts, from our lives? And it's super easy for you to maybe think that I've got this put together. I do not. As a mom of four kids, I was working anywhere from 65 to over 100 hours a week every week for over 10 years. And when my kids asked me about memories when they were young, I have about five I can give them because when I stopped. I never slept long enough to let my brain be flooded with the amazing chemicals that the divine gave my body in order to process memories, to store them in the right places. I don't have memories of my children because I never stopped long enough for my body to remember. I don't want anyone to have to stand at any point in their life and go, I wish I could have. This is, I don't want you to feel like I should. I don't want rest to become an extra to-do on your list. If you Google, right, what can I do to honor the Sabbath or how can I get more rest in my day, there's going to be a great list of things, right? Start off the day with a couple moments of spiritual connection. Find something that you feel creative in doing and like immerse yourself into that for a while. And then the list gets a little off because you'll see things like declutter your space. Yes, I understand decluttering my space is going to be helpful for my brain and my body and the functionality of my life. 
but talk to somebody who has hoarding tendencies. Talk to somebody who's got ADHD. Talk to somebody who still has children, someone who's in a move. And all of a sudden, it seems like rest is aftercare when we're already burnt out instead of preventative. It is a right, but only reserved for the people who have the time, the money, the ability, the health to be able to stop. What can we do when Christ says, come to me, I will give you rest? What does it look like to find our rest in Christ? I don't know. Because I've been living that caribou slogan, right? Life is short. Stay awake for it. At the cost of amazing pieces of my life. And so, what do we do? How can we incorporate this piece of like, yes, I need to do so I can rest? It all feels complicated. But I'm here to say I'm with you in that journey. I don't know what it is. But I think it's an individual thing. And I think we need to make it more of a priority. Last night, I had the absolute joy of being able to gather around with 10 of my close adult friends and all of their kids. And I'm telling you, the labor that I did last night to do that pales in comparison to what I would have had to do by myself. There was something in living in community in that moment where we adults were sitting around talking, laughing, eating, while children were chasing chickens and doing a zip line and like throwing sticks, whatever, right? They were being kids, we were being adults, and there was something that was a breath to each of us there. And so I think about Christ and the disciples, the early church of living together and supporting each other. I don't know what that can look like for each of your lives, but I have an inkling of what that could look like in mine. And I'm going to chase that because I can't do this by myself. I can't do this anymore. And so for those of us who can take even five minutes and literally smell flowers, right? Who can slow down eating a chocolate chip cookie, who can look at a painting for three minutes and just think about what it could mean for those of us who choose to rebel against the people who tell us go by hitting that snooze button just one more time. I empower you to reclaim your time in a way that gives you breath and rest because systems of patriarchy, of white supremacy, of capitalism, of generational trauma, all of these things have told you to go and to disconnect from the warning lights in your body that are telling you to slow down. 
I'm here with my car broken down on the side of the road telling you, please listen to that. Find a way to honor rest. If the, the divine thought it was important enough that in the very first story, the very first beautiful poem of our sacred books, if one of the very first things that we're seeing God do is rest, we don't have to work more than that. And so, um, I would love for us to be able to celebrate that as one of our tenets of Neighborhood Church. Health is really important to us. And so, I ask that you can celebrate the love and the beauty and the health around you. And that when we have next Sunday off, yes, celebrate be with friends, be with family, find things that you can stand behind proudly, and also make sure that in those celebrations, you take a step back and take a breath and just remember, you are here to experience. You are a human being, not a human doing. And with that, I'm going to close. Heavenly Father, Earthly Mother, you have built cycles into this earth to remind us that we can find you in all things. And yes, while we can find you in the striving and the going, we can be connected to you in our rest, in our dreams, in our prayers in the meditations of a heart, in the hug of a good friend. Let us connect to that piece of you in the days to come so that when we are gathered here again in July, that we'll be able to share stories of how you have rejuvenated us into this new month. <laughs>